Hi guys and welcome back to the Female Fitness Podcast. I am your host Danny, and today's a solo podcast and the title of today's podcast is where the heck do I even start and I'm gonna explain the sort of background story of why I've decided to record this podcast because earlier this week on Tuesday I went to get my nails done which is actually something that I don't usually do but I had it booked in for a holiday that didn't end up happening but I went to get my nails done anyway which is a long story that I won't go into but um yeah, I went to get my nails done, which is, like I said, something I don't usually do. So I, the women that I was surrounded with, I don't know particularly well, but it was um, a really sort of friendly reminder to have the conversations that I had. Um, and so, yeah, anyway, I digress. In a room full of women, the likelihood of conversation around fat loss or manipulating your body composition coming up is quite high especially when the women know that there's someone present who works in the fitness industry like myself and although I didn't know these women incredibly well they had me on Instagram and knew that they basically knew what I did they knew that I'd competed they knew that I coach women And so, sure enough, the conversation of fat loss came up and one of the women there was trying to pursue fat loss. There was a couple of other women that were saying they wanted to look toned. And so the conversation started on the topic of the calories being on menus now and that introduction and the sort of pros and cons of that. One of the women was going out that evening and she was trying to decide what to have because her goal was fat loss. And she had looked at the menu in advance and realised that the salad that she thought would be the best option for her was actually just as high in calories as the burger or very similar anyway and so she was asking me for advice on what to do and what to have and it's an interesting point actually because that specific example of her realising that actually the salad that she was going to have that she probably wouldn't have enjoyed so much she was just having because she thought it was the best option for her goal of fat loss was just as high in calories as something like the burger which she would enjoy more and this example highlights one of the potential advantages of having calories visible on menus to bring awareness and help people make educated decisions who do have a good relationship with food and just want to make progress towards their goals um and like I said, she re- it, it actually helped her realise that she would be fine. There's, there would be no benefit in forcing herself to have the salad because it was just as high in calories as the burger would have been. And actually, if she had 
forced herself to have the salad, she probably wouldn't have felt as satisfied because that meal wouldn't have been as enjoyable for her as the burger. And what I'm going to say on this point is that if your goal is fat loss, if you do have a very good relationship with food and if you just want to to make progress towards your goals and you want to make smart decisions with the calories being on menus, obviously if there are certain meals that are slightly lower in calories, they might be a better option. But another alternative is that you can nearly always ask to modify meals slightly if your goal is fat loss and the calorie content of every meal on the menu is quite high. So for example, you can ask for things like sauces on the side. You can always ask to swap things like fries for a salad. You could ask to swap things like fries for a jacket potato potentially. Um, You could ask for a certain burger but without some of the toppings like maybe you would ask for cheese on the side or without the cheese there are ways in which you can modify certain meals to make them lower calorie if your goal is fat loss and if you do have a good relationship with food so that's always an option and hopefully that will give some of you peace of mind if you do want to succeed with fat loss that's absolutely okay you don't have to be overly stressed and worried about the calories being high in most of the meals in restaurants because let's face it they are you can always just control your portion sizes and maybe give yourself permission to leave some food on your plate or you can modify meals slightly if there isn't a meal which is going to fit within your calorie allowance for the day Um, And another option, I would only recommend this option if you have a very, very sound relationship with food and you've never struggled from that perspective, is that you could potentially save some calories throughout the week to give you a little bit more wiggle room on the day that you have whatever social occasion you have. You might, for example, save 100 calories every day from Monday to Friday and that would give you an extra 500 calories allowance over the weekend on whatever day you're going for a meal out so that might help you manage these occasions as well but at the end of the day there are there are restaurants that are great to eat at if your goal is fat loss um an example being Nando's and there are many places in which you can order something smart and maintain a calorie deficit so that you're able to enjoy social occasions whilst making progress towards your goals if your goal is fat loss. Obviously just to talk about briefly the flip side of that it is obviously something that could be quite having calories on the menus could be quite difficult and it could be potentially quite damaging for some individuals who don't have a good relationship with food or have struggled with their relationship with food in the past that is a massive consideration and I understand how triggering having calories on the menus could be for those people however a very large percentage of the population in our country are overweight or obese at the moment and that also comes with its own 
massive risks from a health perspective. And so it's very hard to... I understand that, obviously, the people who are making these decisions, it's very hard to make the right decisions for everyone. And... um they're trying to tackle whatever the largest issue is, I suppose, in the safest way possible. Um, and yeah, it's I understand how it's a very hard decision. I do think it's good, however, that they've obviously in most restaurants, they've got the option of having the menu with or without calories. So you can choose as the person who's dining at the restaurant. I think that's a great idea. Um, But then obviously it comes down to the debate of would someone who struggles with their relationship with food, would they be strong enough to um, choose to opt for the menu without calories? But anyway, that's not really the debate I wanted to get into in this podcast. I just thought I would sort of touch on that briefly. Um, And there are certainly pros and cons to that decision of having calories on menus. Um, But it's very difficult to navigate and it's going to be something that's beneficial for some people and not beneficial for other people. Like most things, there's no one size fits all for everybody. Um, and I appreciate that there are risks with that decision as well as advantages for other people. Um, but anyway, we then got on to talking about some of the diets that some of the women had followed in the past, such as um diets where they would cut out entire food groups and we also started talking about whether it was worth going to classes like box bar if you wanted to achieve a toned look now for those of you who don't know box bar is a form of fitness class the bar sessions combine pilates yoga and ballet bar conditioning and then the box classes are more boxing focused and it's quite popular and trendy at the moment where I'm from and it's also quite expensive as well so as these new classes come in it tends to sort of create a bit of a I don't know a bit of a stir and everyone sort of wants to get involved and so these girls were asking me should they go to it is it worth it they wanted to get what they described as toned um, and they they wanted to know whether it was worth going to these box bar classes and whether that would essentially do the trick. And my advice to those women were that actually they would be much better off spending their time resistance training as opposed to going to the bar classes if they wanted to build muscle tissue and lose body fat, which is what most people usually mean when they say they want to be more toned. So the word toned is quite vague, but what most people mean, like I said, is that they want to build muscle tissue and lose body fat because what people usually mean when they say they want to be toned is that they want to see some level of level of muscle tissue definition um but they also want to get a little bit leaner they want to lose a little bit of body fat and you're only going to create that look of 
being able to see muscle definition if you have muscle tissue there. And so a part of that process of becoming toned has to involve building muscle tissue. And the best way of building muscle tissue is resistance training consistently and progressively in a structured manner and in a safe manner. The box bar classes, for example, they aren't going to be you aren't going to be applying progressive overload over time by going to these classes they are going to be quite sporadic and quite random and when we want to build muscle tissue we want to first of all apply the greatest challenge possible to the working muscle and we want to do that safely and effectively and we want to apply progressive overload over time to force our muscles to adapt to that to that training stimulus essentially and so doing random sporadic workouts or doing things like box bar where they change every single week and where you you turn up and you don't really know what you're doing you're not really using loads that are gonna um mean that you're training within a close proximity to failure And it's important to train within a close proximity to failure if you wish to achieve maximal muscle gain, otherwise known as hypertrophy. So, yeah, these box bar sessions are not going to be the most effective thing. And the same applies for other fitness classes in the gym, such as body pumps, such as legs, bums and tums, such as body combat. They don't apply progressive overload in a structured manner you are doing different workouts every week you aren't really you want if you aren't placing much of a challenge on the target muscle groups it's a little bit random and you're more just like burning calories but even even though you're burning calories if you were to look at it from a fat loss perspective the calories burn in something like a box bar class or a combat class or a legs, bums and tums or a body pump aren't going to be too dissimilar from the calories burnt in a resistance training session. And so this is why the resistance training session would be much more optimal for achieving this toned look because the classes aren't really going to burn that many more calories than the resistance training session would anyway. The calories burned in those two sessions aren't going to be too dissimilar And the resistance training sessions are far more optimal for building muscle tissue, which is going to, like I said, create that toned look. Because in order to see some muscle definition, you've got to have muscle tissue there. And on top of that, resistance training has other benefits, such as it will help with your ability to function, your ability to run around after your kids, It will help prevent issues such as osteoporosis, low bone mineral density in in general. It will help you prevent injury, which will enable you to continue to train over the long term and which will positively contribute to improving your quality of life. Because we all know when we get injured, it's not a good time. It's not fun. Um, It stops us from doing a lot of things that we enjoy. And so there are other benefits to resistance training as well as it being a a form of a training that is going to result in muscle tissue gain. So resistance training is a much better option than a class 
whether your goal is to build muscle tissue, whether your goal is to lose body fat, or whether your goal is just to improve your health and function, or if you want to achieve that toned look, which is essentially a combination of fat loss and muscle gain. Um, So that's the training side of things. And when it comes to achieving the toned look from a nutrition perspective, from a diet perspective, what we first need to address is where are you currently at and what do you need to focus on first? Or can you try and achieve both at the same time? But in order to determine that, you need to know where you're at right now. So essentially the processes of muscle gain and fat loss are opposite. In order to achieve fat loss, we need to be in a calorie deficit. What that means is that we need to consume less energy than we are expending. Bearing in mind, we expend energy at rest. We don't have to move to to expend energy on a daily basis. So it's, you know, consuming less energy than you are expending as a whole on a daily and a weekly basis. So yeah, back to the point I was just making. (laughs) In order to achieve fat loss, we have to be in a consistent calorie deficit. And that deficit can come from both manipulating our diet and our energy expenditure in order to achieve muscle gain which is otherwise known as hypertrophy we need to be out of a calorie deficit so we need to be at least at maintenance you will see the fastest rate of muscle tissue gain if you are in a bit of a surplus so that what that means is that you are consuming more energy than you are expending and you will see a gradual upward trend in your scale weight, meaning that you're in an environment where you can gain muscle tissue and you'll probably gain a little bit of body fat alongside that muscle tissue if you are consistently in a surplus. You can gain muscle tissue at maintenance. It's just going to be a little bit slower. So, whether you, if you do want to build muscle tissue, whether you sit at maintenance or whether you want to be in a slight surplus will depend on numerous factors. So first of all, if you have never resistance trained before, you are in a very fortunate position that you need to take advantage of. If you were to stay at maintenance and you were to introduce a structured resistance training program, apply progressive overload, train hard, get your protein in and eat enough to fuel your performance. If you've never trained before, you're in a really fortunate position where you will gain muscle tissue and you'll lose body fat at the same time. So if you've never trained before, stay at maintenance and add in a structured resistance training program and get on top of the basics when it comes to nutrition and I'm going to talk about those a bit further on in this podcast. If you are a little bit more experienced and you've trained for a few years now, if you want to build muscle tissue you're probably going to want to be in a slight calorie surplus. You're going to have to work a little bit harder for that muscle tissue 
and it's going to be a slower process in comparison to someone who is new to resistance training. So that is where you would want to consider getting into a surplus. Another consideration is, do you want to gain body fat? Like if you're someone who does not want to gain body fat, then hang around maintenance and you will see gradual progress with muscle gain over time. It's just going to be a little bit slower. But if you don't want to gain body fat, you might be okay with that slower rate of muscle tissue gain whilst hanging around maintenance. And that's absolutely okay. It's a personal decision. Um, And so that's what you need to figure out. You need to figure out if you want to achieve this toned look, you need to think, right, where am I at right now? And can I get away with hanging at maintenance and actually seeing a bit of body recomposition where I lose body fat and gain muscle at the same time? Because if that's the case, you'll achieve that toned look by staying at maintenance. If you're someone who's a bit more experienced, but you want to build, you want to look more toned, you want to build muscle tissue and lose body fat, you either need to start with building muscle tissue and go through a consistent, quite a decent length muscle building phase followed by a fat loss phase. Or you might do a fat loss phase first followed by then doing a muscle tissue gaining phase. So it depends on you as an individual where you're currently at and what you're wanting to achieve, what step comes first when it comes to achieving that toned look. But like I said, fat loss and muscle gain are opposite processes. So unless you're new to training or unless you're okay with seeing really slow progress, then you need to choose one or the other to focus on first. So you either need to do a fat loss phase first followed by a muscle gaining phase or vice versa. Um, and so I hope that helps you guys in terms of where to start, because I know it can be so confusing. And the thing is, sometimes as a fitness professional, you can feel like you're repeating yourself or because of being surrounded by other coaches and personal trainers, fitness professionals, you can almost fall into the trap of assuming that most people know the basics of fat loss and muscle gain but occasions like this where I've gone to get my nails done and I've had these conversations with these wonderful women remind me that it is most definitely not the case that everyone knows the basics and actually a very large percentage of the population are still very misled and don't know where to start And we as fitness professionals need to do a better job at getting the correct information across to these people. And we need to continue to fight to get the right message across. Um, And it can sometimes feel like we're repeating ourselves. You know, I've been doing this now since 2015 and all that time I've had social media, I've been posting on social media. And so like nine times out of ten when I'm talking about a specific topic I will have spoken about it before and so sometimes I'm like oh god am I just repeating myself like am I sounding very boring here but then like I said occasions like these remind me that I need to continue to put those messages out because there are people that need to hear that so anyway because of this conversation that I've had whilst I've been getting my nails done I wanted to cover where to actually start when it comes to achieving the toned look a lot of people aspire to achieve 
and what it would actually take to get there. And so I'm going to summarise the key points. The first thing you need to do is start where you're currently at. Have a look at where am I at right now? How many times am I training a week? Have I got any structure from a nutrition perspective? Meet yourself where you are. Don't set your expectations so high and so unrealistically that you're going to fail to meet them. Look at where you're currently at and creep up from there. For example, with resistance training, you need to make sure that you are following a structured resistance training program and that you are applying progressive overload over time. Progressive overload, what that means in a very simple, simplified way is that you are progressively making your training harder. You are progressively applying more of a challenge to your working muscles as time goes on. And so you can do that by performing more reps. You can do that by adding more weight to the bar or the machine. You can do that by adding in pauses. So you could do isometric holds. You could hold at the contraction of each rep. You can do that by slowing down the eccentric phase of a movement. The eccentric phase is usually the lowering phase and that will essentially make an exercise more difficult. There are lots of different ways of applying progressive overload, but you need to make sure that you are doing that over time. If you are currently not training at all, again, meet yourself where you're at. Don't go from doing nothing to trying to train six days a week. It's unrealistic. Start with two or three full body sessions. The reason you want to do full body sessions if you're only doing two or three sessions over the week is so that you're hitting each muscle group at a frequency of at least twice a week. You don't want to try and do a body part split if you're only training two or three sessions a week. If, for example, you were training twice a week and you did one lower and one upper, you're only hitting each muscle group at a frequency of once a week. If you were to do two full body sessions, you're hitting each muscle group at a frequency of twice a week, which is going to result in more progress from a hypertrophy perspective. So your training frequency should determine your training split. And like I said, start with two or three full body sessions. And then when you've eventually worked your way up to four training sessions a week, and that's realistic for you to stay consistent with over the long term, that is where you might consider moving over to a lower body, upper body split. So you might do lower body one, upper body one, rest lower body two, upper body two, rest, for example. Um, and then if you eventually got onto a five-day split, you could maybe do something like pull, push, legs, upper, lower, um, or something along those lines. But it's important to consider training frequency when you are cons- when you're programming your training split. And obviously, if you want someone to take the thinking away from it and make your life a hell of a lot easier and help you achieve your goals and become the best version of yourself, reach out to me because that's what I'm here for. That is what I do for a job. I coach people. I take the stress away. 
I take the thinking away from the process so that you can just crack on, you can enjoy the process, you can achieve your results faster, more effectively whilst actually enjoying the process, keeping your quality of life intact, lowering your stress levels and I can set you up for long-term success so that you're able to achieve the results you want to achieve and maintain them over the long term rather than ending up back where you started and it's my goal as a coach to educate my clients and equip them with the skills that they need to continue to build on their progress over the long term and like I said actually achieve their goals in the safest most effective way possible whereas if people try and achieve their results on their own It often leads to damage, it can often lead to them impairing their relationship with food by following short-term quick fixes, it can often lead them to being quite stressed due to constantly second-guessing themselves and it's, it's very, very, very hard to do things on your own. And with coaching, you know, I've had clients say to me recently, they never realised how much working with me would improve their entire life and not just training and nutrition. And so it's a life changing process. It's not just about achieving your fat loss goals. It's so much more than that. And I genuinely want to help people and I do help people become the best versions of themselves and improve their quality of life not sacrifice their life in order to achieve certain goals Um, and that's what I pride myself on so that's the training side of things Um, the next point is on where to start if you want to achieve the toned look is I would recommend making sure that you are getting four protein feedings in daily and try to spread them out throughout the day They don't have to be four huge meals. It can be three main meals and a snack. The snack could be something like Greek yogurt, cottage cheese, quark, a protein bar, a protein shake, anything along those lines. Um, But make sure that you're having four protein feedings daily. And what that means is that each time you have a protein feeding, which by the way, a rough guide for that is to have 20 grams of protein per protein feeding as a minimum. Um, But every time you have one of those protein feedings, you elevate muscle protein synthesis, which is what you want to do if you want to improve your recovery, your performance and build muscle tissue. So protein is really important. On top of that, protein is the most satiating macronutrient. And what that means is it will make you feel fuller for longer. And so it will actually help you adhere to a calorie deficit and achieve fat loss progress if that's your goal as well. I would also make sure that you're having a serving of fruit or veg with every meal. Not only will this help you feel fuller for longer, so adhere to a calorie deficit if fat loss is your goal, but fruit and veg is so important for our overall health especially our digestion and so making sure that you have a serving of either fruit or veg with each meal is imperative and is something that I recommend to every single one of my clients. It can be simple, it can be frozen fruit and veg, it can be an apple, banana, pear, mango, whatever you want it to be. It doesn't have to be something that takes a lot of preparation. 
it can be a cheaper alternative like frozen fruit and veg you can get the micro the microwavable frozen veg packs what you can literally just chuck in the microwave for two minutes they're ideal um there are so many different things and it doesn't have to be complicated but fruit and veg is essential if you want to see progress you also need to prioritize sleep and stress management because you will only respond effectively to a training stimulus that you can actually recover from and the reco- a lot of the recovery process takes place when we're sleeping and so you need to prioritise sleep and stress management. So make sure that you maintain a consistent bedtime and wake time where possible, make sure you're winding down before you go to bed, no caffeine after around midday because caffeine has a half-life of around six hours and what that means is that when you have a cup of coffee, if I was to have a cup of coffee at midday, six hours later than that, so at 6pm, half of that caffeine would still be in my system and so that's why it's important not to have caffeine after around midday. I also advise not having too much liquid in the evenings if you're trying to improve your sleep because having a lot of liquid in the evening is going to increase your likelihood of waking in the night which will obviously mean that you have broken sleep. So that is something that I would bear in mind. In terms of stress management, tools such as meditation, journaling, yoga, getting outside for fresh air and daylight, which is something that I recommend to all of my clients, can all be super helpful. And it's about finding the tools that work for you as an individual and staying consistent with them. For example, I know that walking outside daily in fresh air is an absolute game changer and a non-negotiable for me whenever I can do that. Right now I've hit my foot, so I'm not able to walk outside, but every other day I always get my walking outside because it makes me feel so good and it makes such a big difference to the way the way that I feel perform and function and who I am as a, a person. So that's a non-negotiable for me. Identify your non-negotiables and stick with them. Something that I've actually, I spoke about recently on Instagram is being really intentional about how you go about your life and being really intentional about creating the best environment possible for you to thrive as an individual. And something you can do to help with that is if you ever notice yourself feeling really good, say you're feeling particularly peaceful, stop and think about that for a second. Maybe write it down in the notes in your phone or in a written notebook and think about or write down what led to that feeling? Why do you feel particularly peaceful right now? Or why do you feel particularly productive right now? Why do you feel particularly happy? And then be intentional about doing more of those things that lead to those positive emotions. Don't just go through your life taking the way that you feel as it is Be intentional about having yourself feel the best version of yourself. Be intentional about living your best life. I know that's cringy, but like you need to do it. And it's, it can be an example of from myself recently is I went for a run last week, felt amazing afterwards. Amazing. Was on top of the world, felt clear headed. I felt peaceful. And so what I did was I opened up the notes in my phone and I put, a bullet point and put felt really clear-headed and peaceful what led to this me going for a run outside in the sun 
and I can be intentional about making sure that I run outside in the sun whenever that opportunity arises to have me feeling those emotions. Yeah, it might not feel the exact same every single time, but it it really, really helps to do that. And also then if you're feeling like, say a training session has you feeling really good and you know that you feel great whenever you've trained and you write that down as a note, if you're ever feeling then a dip in motivation and a bit of a dip in the way that you feel and you're struggling to get yourself to the gym, you can open up that note and remind yourself of how you felt last time you did a training session and use that as motivation and enforce some discipline to get yourself to the gym just as an example and then you'll get that good feeling after you've been so be intentional about how you live your life I can't recommend it enough we get one life so why would you not be that way um so yeah that is today's podcast guys just wanted to touch on where the heck to start when it comes to achieving the goal that most a lot of people have of being quote-unquote toned and where the heck to even start with whatever your goal is to be honest those bullet points are relevant whatever your whatever your goal is in reference to health fitness improving your body composition improving your training performance improving your quality of life hitting those points that I've just spoken through will benefit you whatever your goal is so do that and let me know how you feel in three weeks after doing those things consistently for three weeks and being intentional about the way that you live your life. If anyone has any questions, as always, please do not hesitate to reach out to me. I am always more than happy to help. I am on Instagram as Danny Bosworth. I do also currently have coaching spaces available. So if anyone wants to work with me one-to-one, now is your time. Please reach out, get in touch and we'll arrange a consultation call, which is completely free of charge and you're not committing to anything. It's just so we can talk through everything in a little bit more detail. You can ask me any questions that you have and we'll talk about you, your goals and how I'm going to help you achieve those goals. So I look forward to hearing from anyone who is interested. Like I said, act on it now because I do currently have some limited space available. Um, And in general, if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out. If you do enjoy the content on the Female Fitness Podcast, please like, subscribe and leave a review down below. It would mean the absolute world. And if anyone wants to order anything from Full Bore Sports, which are my supplement sponsor, you can use code DANNY10 at the checkout to save you some money. Have a wonderful rest of your Monday, guys. Or whenever you're listening to this, have a wonderful day. And I'll see you in the next one.